Hello, adventure! There's nothing more that brings me joy than a brand new episode of my favorite podcast. But I always do need a refresher, so let's find out what happened last time on The Incredible Party! Shikara and Mia observe some panicked behavior in Hannah's guard force coming and going from the Pussycat Palace. They secure a secluded back entrance to the palace as Shaft and Falzern arrive. The boys utilize their usual stealth magic combo, with a little help from Shakara, allowing them to successfully infiltrate the quiet nightclub. Inside, they find an open passageway through Hannah's private quarters to darkling tunnels below, where they observe a standoff between a pack of jackals and a pair of Neogi. And now the harrowing adventure continues. Okay, so just before um, Shaft splits from the group, uh, Falzern's going to try and sort of get his attention, tug on his um, sleeve. Shaft, uh, I, I think I've got an idea um, that it might, it might help you get out of a sticky situation. Take this. I hold out my hand and sort of try and find his his hand. And... That's not your hand. What? <laughs> What's this? This is a barking stone. If you throw it, it will create a diversion. Okay. And while they're doing that, I'm going to pull out my dagger and cut off a lock of my hair. Shaft, take this as well. And I will imbue it uh, for an eerie token for which I can see and hear through the token as he's carrying it for one minute. What is it? I'll reach around, touching Falzern's <laughs> face, reaching, grab Mia. Oops. Sorry, Mia. I didn't know. I hope that was your armor. What was, what? Here. What? And I'll, I'll what? Hand, I'll hand it to him. Hold on to this. What the hell is this? It's a token. I can see through it. What? We can all see through it. We're invisible. <laughs> that was pretty good. What do I? What do I do with it? Just hold it, hold it out. I can see and hear where you are. Can I put it in my pocket? This is disgusting. No. All right, I put the. Is is it hair? It, it feels like stone. Okay, I stick it in my hand. So I have one hand with both these stones in it. So I, I, I want to be able to... Have a free hand. I want yeah. to be able to pull a sword if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, do you got anything you want me to carry up here? No, dude, just go. <laughs> Find my family. Let's go. All right. When I get 30 feet away from you, you're not going to be quiet anymore. So be quiet. And I start walking up. Um, I'll slowly, stealthily, go towards the Adiyag and the Neogi that are standing in the hallway. So how does your uh, halfling trait work? It says, halflings can move through a space of any creature that is a size larger than I am. So probably more to the Adiyag, not the, not the uh, Neogi. Yeah, so. Well, these, uh, these Neogi are medium, so they are technically larger than you. So you will be able to utilize uh, utilize that trait. So roll me, give me a stealth then to get up up to them. Twenty five uh, plus ten. Thirty five. 
Obviously, the party does not see you creeping up there, but uh, with a 35, you, you definitely slide under the Otiug. And that getting this close to it, the uh, putrid, rotting smell kind of assaults your nostrils as you slip past it, uh, and past it and the, the shifting Yogi. Now you're kind of between the these alien creatures and the growling, salivating jackal pack. And you're getting to see the other, like the front of the Atiyag now, right? And you can see that it's got a large, like toothy maw that makes up kind of its, its eyeless face. And instead of where the eyeball should be, it has multiple of them on the end of one of its tentacles that's kind of writhing around in the air. They, they, they lazily swivel in their sockets independently of one another. And even with the, it's de deconstructed kind of Picasso looking face, you see that it's eye, like they look, the eyes looked glazed over and a, uh, what looks like a freshly applied tattoo is kind of sitting above this, this cluster of peepers. Okay. What do I see in the room now that I'm up past these things? So, uh, pretty much unobstructed view now of uh, this, this chamber that's opened up quite large, fully lit. Uh, there are a number of torches set around the perimeter. And far at the end of it, you see what look like, like animal carcasses, um, half chewed on. There are just bones scattered everywhere. Small, smaller animal bones. Some look like they're humanoid bones, uh, but just littered in this area. I'm going to try to hug the wall and go over to the left-hand side of this room, trying to stay as far away from the jackals as possible, not to, to look in at where I step to make sure I don't step anything that might, you know, cause some kind of uh, alarm or, or notice. And I noticed up on the, I guess on the left-hand side of the wall up towards the far side of the room, it looks like there's an opening there. That is correct, yes. Nothing else in the room catches my attention. No other doorways or anything that I can see. No, no. It just looks like it's is. They've just kind of fashioned themselves some kind of den, and there are the only entrances and exits. It's just the two: the one you just used, the little tunnel, and then that one you see ahead of you. Okay, I'm gonna try to work my way around to the other opening. Give me, give me one more stealth here. As uh, you know, because you know, in addition to those bones, the as I kind of described, I think before the the terrain here has also changed from from the the like stone tunnel to more of a kind of a desert like it's almost like this dry packed dirt uh, that is the floor for the this whole chamber you've now walked into. Uh, Thirty three stealth. So you are able to to avoid. You know, these littered, brittle bones that would otherwise snap and crunch underfoot. But that's really only the main concern is you're making your way past these jackals. Because as far as uh, any additional sounds of your movement, like, it's immediately masked by the the constant growling and the, the, the deep speech of the Niyogi. And you make it up to this opening... Which seems to lead into a, another tunnel that basically runs the opposite way, you know, uh, kind of curves around and, and runs back towards the direction you had uh, you had came, uh, just entered the room from. And it does lead at the end of it, runs nearly the whole length of the den that you just traversed, uh, and it does look like there's another five foot opening at the end of this larger tunnel. 
Okay, that's what I'm here for, so I'm going to head down to the small opening at the far end of the tunnel. And I am relaying to the other two, very, very quietly, that Shaft has gone across the room and is going down a tunnel. And sorry, you said that that lasts, you can use that for one minute? One minute. Okay. I'm going to expire rather quickly as... uh... He's not running. (laughs) Right, exactly. It takes a bit of time for him to get through. He's got short legs. Give him a break. From your position now, Shaft, you see that this, uh, it's about a five by five foot opening that continues into another chamber. And as you kind of approach this threshold, I'll roll over your, your stealth here, because you're, you're now away from, as soon as you step into this, this adjoining tunnel, no longer, it's back to like that stone floor, the bone, there's no bones here. Uh, you, you basically, there's that, that brief room of den kind of of like jackal den you you've walked through it so it's all it's still it's clean here now much yeah, easier to move quietly through this section but from where you are at the threshold you see again this room is also lit by torch but uh, even though you can see uh, in what would be bright light it does seem like the 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 room uh, there's kind of in this this gray haze that falls over this room specifically like basically again starting at, at the threshold that you're at so like it's a different type of light than the, what was in the tunnel that you the adjoining uh, entrance and you see three hybrid form jackal wares they're kind of kneeling in front of a shrine their heads bowed in respect and the the shrine consists of a, a nine foot obsidian statue of a humanoid with pointed ears and six small horns that uh, amidst its short hair that kind of run you know back towards the, the the back of its head he's adorned in what look like only sections of plate armor uh specifically on like his shoulders so he's got like shoulder pads and kind of down around his waist uh, and and thighs leaving an exposed muscular chest and abdomen. Six-fingered hands wield a, a wickedly curved greatsword and in one, in one hand and, and a massive tower shield in the other. Legs with an extra knee joint like that of a goat's hind leg. They're bent, ready to spring, kind of giving the statue the stance of, of, of a warrior prepared to pounce upon their target. At the foot of this statue lays Hannah's body, atop a cushion of animal skins. If the party hadn't been the ones who murdered her, you might think that she was sleeping. The jackal wears their their softly speaking, kind of murmuring in unison. Clearly audible to you, especially from the distance, as they're only about 30 feet in front of you. They're saying, We return this chosen to the Prince of Pleasure. We return this chosen to the Shadow King, and in her honor, and in your image, we will live for the moments we turn something pure into something perverse. And uh, it's less of a chant, and, and kind of sounds more of more of like a prayer. They're saying as they they repeat it uh, a couple times, and then they fall silent, remaining kneeled uh, at at the foot of this shrine. I'm going to uh, slowly go into the room 
sort of hugging the, the, the wall to the, the north of this room, the, the furthest away from this shrine. And I'm going to try to go around uh, the wall that looks like there's still another opening so I can see the entire room. Yes, there is. Could you roll me another stealth check, please? 36. Has the ability for Shakara to view what's happening ended yet? It has ended, yes. It has been more than a minute. Shaft, as you step over the threshold, you, you kind of step into that, that haze, and your, your 36 is not really a 36 anymore. As you become visible. Do I see myself, like, appear? Or is it like as I walk into this fog, the fog... That when I run into the fog, the hand, my hand sort of appears into the fog kind of thing. Getting the feeling if I back up, I will be go invisible again. As you were correct, as you kind of step over the threshold, you know, the your arms, your, 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 your one hand clenching both of the stones kind of leading. Yes, you see the effects of the invisibility spell being like suppressed, being reduced. And as you retreat out of this light... The invisibility, you're, you you go translucent again. So these jackal wares are focusing their attention on Hannah's dead body right now, right? That's correct. Then I'm going to go ahead and try to to sneak over to the edge of the wall and peer around the corner, knowing that I'm visible. Uh, by the way, the token is harmlessly destroyed. So after one minute, it basically turns to ash. It, uh, it, it makes a loud popping noise. As it... <laughs> <laughs> it very quietly and soundlessly turns to ash and gently falls to the floor. <laughs> okay, so you're proceeding into this room. Yes. <laughs> okay, so give me a give me a normal stealth without the uh, bonuses from Pass Without Trace or the invisibility. Ah, okay. Seventeen. So you, you creep to this corner and peer around it, uh, to, and you, you see the rest of, of the room, of what's in here. Suspended from the ceiling, uh, basically from where you are, kind of in the in the middle of, on the middle of the longest wall, right, which is what you're kind of peering at, There, there's an item up there. It's, uh, it looks like a, an iron dodecahedron, which is a D12 shape. It's about a foot and a half in diameter. It's quite quite large, and and the, and each of the twelve sides, like it, it's this frame. Inside of each of the little frames is a circular, like shuttered diaphragm, like a, a shutter on on a camera. And you can see that half of them are open. Inside of it, it looks like there's a some type of reflective surface inside from from where you are. You. You can't really see much more as far as what may or may not be inside of this thing um, from your vantage point. Further into the room, you see that uh, this section of wall that you're creeping along is the outermost wall uh, uh, that starts a set of prison cells, as the front of them are barred. In addition, there are two tables with a a chair set in front of them. And the chair looks like, uh, at at the foot of the chair... There are a set of like chains and manacles that are uh, attached to the floor, like you would maybe th- you would attach them clearly to somebody that you would set in in the chair. 
on the table closest to you, there is a variety of of tools uh, and blades and just not. They would don't look like they'd be anything that would be very fun to play with. Uh, very sharp instruments, uh, <laughs> corkscrews, the, the the works. On the second table, which is at the basically at the very rear of this building, on it lays a dead Neogi. It looks like this creature has been, it's like its chest cavity splayed open, and it's looks like it's being in the dissected or or like an autopsy. <laughs> it's pinned exactly right. Yeah. It's like pinned apart. Um, its legs are splayed out and pinned down. Would you like to move further into this space? Yeah, so I want to go over, move about five foot up, and then sort of turn so I'm facing the jackals and slowly back up along the front of these uh, cell, barred cell doors and sort of glance into the cell as I back up, keeping my eyes sort of on the jackals to make sure they don't make any uh, moves. And I'm going to try to just see what's in the first cell. The first cell is empty. I'll continue on back to the second. And as you're moving through, the second cell is also empty. But as you're moving past them, like they look like they've, like they're filthy inside. There's excrement. There's rotting food. Like they've clearly been inhabited at some point, and like there's just been no maintenance in whomever they throw in them or had in them. Whatever happened to them, unknown, obviously. Uh, but these first two are empty. The third, as you continue, is also empty. The fourth and last cell, however, does house a huddled fetal, someone in uh, a humanoid in, in the fetal position, kind of at the furthest corner, furthest away that you could get from the gate, from the from the iron bars. You can't see their face. It looks like they're unmoving, right? I mean, obviously they haven't heard you. Okay, I'll get up close to the bar. Hey, you. In a cell. Look at me. The figure slowly stirs, kind of rolling over, and you see somebody that you recognize. Come here. He can see me, right? Because I'm now visible in this fog. Correct, right? correct. The figure it is a male, gets to his feet, and he looks confused. Uh, he kind of takes a tentative step towards you. I know you. Yeah. I'm here to get you out. And his you see that he clearly has wounds on like his face. There's deep cuts and scratches, some of which are, have started to heal, but some look a little fresher. He's wearing brown robes that, that are just in, in tatters uh, around his ankles, right? Like they're filthy and on you know a shoulder or uh, over over a chest is is a patch is the the, the bright wood sigil it's me shaft come here Brond. are you is it truly you yeah i'll uh i'm here with your sister and a few others we're going to break you out of here but i got to sneak back and get them i can't do this on my own be ready you're with Mia. Yeah. Where's the keys? 
one of one of the the creatures ha has them always. They rarely let me out anymore. Are you able to walk? Can we get you out of here quickly? I quickly uh, and quietly. Uh, I do not know. All right. Well, I'll be back. Be ready. And then I sort of walk quietly, trying to walk back to the uh, the corner to watching these jackal wares. The, every time I take a step forward, trying to be quiet. Okay, give me give me another stealth here to get past and back into the tunnel. Twenty four. <laughs> That's going to be enough. Is clearly they, I mean they're preoccupied, and you see they've like started they've started up their prayer again. A little modified, like another verse of it, but along the same lines, mentioning like a, a prince of pleasure, regarding Hannah as as being like a chosen, um, etc. And again, you you, you kind of step out of that gray haze and you become invisible once more. Okay, I'm going to uh, try to make my way back to through the uh, other room, past the jackals and the neogi and the adiog, and get back to the party. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you can get back in there. Uh, give me uh, another check to get through the den. You do benefit from your pass of the trace once again. And the rest of you, I mean, yes, Shakara, you basically have, you've seen now Shakara through your stone. You have seen the shrine yourself and was able to relay that to Falsey and Mia before the duration uh, was expended. It seems like things are, are, are maybe starting to calm a little between the Jackal and the Neogi and the Adiyag. The, they're, they're, I mean, the Jackals, the whole time you've been observing them, they, they've seemed almost, like, panicked or, or, or near, like, becoming into a, into a frenzy. Um, but they've, they've started to quiet down. You know, even uh, two or three of them have, have, have are, like, laying down, um, uh, the, the three at the rear uh, have, have taken a position on the floor, no longer making much noise. The Niyogi have, have crept a little further into the, the space that makes up their den as well. And the Atiyag slowly following them, shifting its own weight behind them. As they, they've, they've, they've made some ground encroaching into what would be the Jackal's territory here. Would we know... Um... Like, if jackals or audiogs are just inherently aggressive. Like, if we were to take out the two Niyogi that are controlling them, would they just, in their nature, still choose to fight us? Um, I believe uh, with Valzerin's check from, from last time, from previously, um, Valzerin knows, like, like the Atiyog is, is like a mindless beast, right? Mm -hmm. so, so it would be a way lesser threat sort of thing? I would say that uh, if you were able to to break the mind control on the Antiog, you would not. It would not be guaranteed that it it wouldn't still want to be aggressive towards you or anything else in the room. Okay. And jackals. Well, I mean, a, a jackal is, uh, as far as you know, a jackal is a wild animal, so. And potentially Hannah's guard because they transformed. They don't want the scritches. If you'd like to try, I won't consider it an attack, and it won't break your invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had 27 on my stealth to get through the room. 37, I'm sorry, I got the other one. 37, is that, is that enough? That is enough to make it back. Just enough. Yeah, to make it back. I imagine you're basically just retracing 
the steps that you had previously taken, right? Just you've already found all the places that you can safely maneuver to without crunching any bones underfoot. And you can shift and slide past the Neogeem under the Atiyug, dealing with that stench that, that again, now the second time you've gone, it's clearly emanating from the thing's mouth. Like it's a serious case of halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get down and sorta, as I get close to f- where I think they are, um, but far enough away, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to go around the corner. So um, I'm on the other side, so I'm not uh, visible to them, even though I'm invisible, just so I, my voice doesn't go down that hallway. Where are you guys at? Here. Right here, Shaft. I, uh, they got your brother. Bron? He's in a cell. How do you know it's him and not my dad? <sighs> He's a younger guy, can't be your dad. Oh, okay. But, uh, there's some, uh, Hannah's bodies also over in the other room. Her dead body? Yeah, but they've got her in front of some kind of a obsidian statue and they're some horned beast type of thing that, you know, armored and sort of a weird looking thing with a bunch of horns on its head. They're, they're doing some kind of ritual. I think they're trying to, I don't know, bring her back or something. I don't know, but... Why does everyone always have to come back? So, uh, there's another catch. Uh, there's sort of a haze in that room, and your invisibility's not gonna work. I don't think I can sneak in there with my armor. No, we're either gonna have to kill these things out here and work our way back. Uh, I don't think he's strong enough to walk out on his own quickly, anyway. Would Falzern, um be familiar with a, a haze that could dismiss invisibility or, or temporarily render it inactive? Falzern is definitely familiar with anti-magic fields, yes. Uh, you said there was sort of like a haze and your invisibility stopped. Yeah, I mean, I could I, when I went into this haze, I could suddenly see myself. I became visible again, and, and also I I got a little bit louder. I mean, I could, my, my my, uh, my skills didn't seem to work quite as well. It sounds like perhaps there's an anti-magic field in there. That's... I'm not going to be much use within that area. Well, can you get rid of it? Can I get rid of it? <laughs> I've never heard of this before. <laughs> you would need to find the sort, whatever's generating the field. Okay, so it's not like a dispel magic or something like that would get rid of it. Again, without actually seeing what is happening in the room... You don't know. Well, it, it's probably coming from some object or some source in the room shaft. Without knowing what that is, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything. I, I did see something over on the wall, some kind of a, a, a decahedron-type shape. You know, a 12-sided die. You wouldn't know what those look like. <laughs> <laughs> they look like D8s. <laughs> this thing on the wall that it it was something inside of it maybe that's what it is or it could be the statue I don't know yeah that, that's possible hard to say for sure so maybe if I could go take that thing and break it we can I don't know it might make a lot of noise I sort of reach around and put give you that rock here's your dog stone give it back to are you are you suggesting you go in and break it without us I can sneak up there. I can get to it. I just walked through the whole room. You know, 
if it does make noise, all the beasts will scurry that direction and we could attack from behind. Yeah, that's a bad thing. The other option is we kill them here. If we wait, then the yogi seem to be controlling the jackals. Mayhaps they will use them to attack the other beings, the other jackals, and we will not have as many things to fight. What do you mean? The, the jackals in that room attack the jackals in the other room? Yes. Why would they do that? The Neogi seemed to want in here. The jackals did not want them in. But now the jackals are backing down. My guess is because they are being mind-controlled. How do we want the Neogi to be able to get to Braun? I'm very confused. Do you have any idea why the Neogi are trying to get in there? My vision cut out in the room with the statue. It looked like they were sort of dissecting one of the things there. Maybe, uh, maybe they're going in to find their buddy. I, I like your idea, Shakara. It, it probably couldn't hurt to wait just a little bit longer and see what happens. At least that big thing is moving out of the hallway. Do the jackals have tattoos? I didn't notice. So, if these things go and attack the other jackals, we have a very limited amount of time to go get Braun, open the cage, and get him out of there. Is there any way we can get out of here quickly? I look at Falzern. Well, I don't look at Falzern. I look where Falzern might be. Look where you hear Falzern's voice coming from? Yeah. Falzern, do you have a way to get him out of here? Well, Shaft, I have access to some magic, uh, a spell called Dimension Door, which it would only transport myself and one other person. So it wouldn't work for all of us. Okay, so... We go in, we sort of watch what happens when the Neogi go in, see what goes down. They attack, go open the gate, get him out of there, and then we run. Any other ideas? That's as good a plan as any. Willing to fight, we need to get him. Okay, let's go see what happens. Follow me. I'm gonna walk, start walking, grab onto Falzern's robe, and sort of pull on him to uh, head up towards the uh, entryway into the big room and see what the Niyogi and the Adiyag and the Jackals are doing. You see, now see that, you know, after your, your conversation here, the Niyogi have made it to about the middle of, of the den, and Shakara's uh, supposition was correct. It doesn't look like they are attempting to, to head to where Shaft had been exploring. A number of the jackals uh, have have completely gone submissive to the Neogi and the Atiyag now. Seems whatever exchange that they've they've had, the Neogi have, have, have come out on top of this without having to actually get physical. And they just slowly continue into the den with the Atiyag just kind of lumbering behind them. One one or two of the jackals are still emitting like a low kind of throaty growl, maybe more more of a bit of a, a whimper, but the Niyogi seems like they're free to continue wherever they please. So are you trying to stick close to them, or we'll stick about thirty feet behind them and follow and activate just... our circlets continually, just constantly. <laughs> Do any of the jackals have tattoos on their foreheads? 
No, they do not. What about their Interesting. paws? <laughs> so check their ears. the Atiog does, <laughs> but not the jackals. So it must not be something that happens sort of right away as soon as you're mind controlled. Or they're not mind controlled. Or their human guard whatever's have the tattoo and they transformed into jackals. The Miyagi could have just threatened them and said, you'll let us buy or else. Hmm. True. We'll tell you, say you're bad dogs. <laughs> so as the Niyogi and the Atiyuk pass the the submissive jackals, they, they fall in line, in line behind them as well. Um, they keep keep pretty close. And uh, you see, they're they're all they're all kind of just kind of like the jackals again. They're they're hunched down low and just creeping along behind them. One of them actually gives out uh, a single high pitched yip, which sounds a, a little different from what you've been hearing them like of the, how vocal they have been so far. But the Niyogi don't pause; they continue. Because uh, you all gave me some self checks here. Um, you know the, the these jackals; they're, they're not. Like sprinting around, but obviously you have to be shifting around them. And again, the whole place is littered with bones. Shakara got a 22. 19 for Mia. 26 for Falsey. Shaft maxed out with a 38. Dang. <laughs> okay. You are all very close behind uh, kind of the pack of jackals here. And none of you can quite see, uh, but you hear... A, a, a new set of, of growling and, and vocalization. And you actually hear, like, common. And a confrontation starts up, uh, up again. And it seems that the, the, the Nyogi have now met those three hybrid form jackal wares that were in the previous chamber. And the pack that is kind of slinking close... One of the uh, one of the jackalwares in the hallway gives like a, a returning yip that sounds very similar to what uh, you previously heard, and the pack begins like pounces on the Atiug. These two groups now enter combat in this kind of choke, this choke point hallway that they've they've managed to let them basically let them walk right into. When, when all this goes down, is there a way I could uh, sneak past all this? <laughs> <laughs> let's roll initiative. Let's just, ah, let's just get really in, in the fight. Let's get into an initiative order. Oh, no. <laughs> oh boy, that's a five for Falzerin. I always roll so low for initiative. I beat you. I got a four. Brutal. I rolled a six. 19. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we suck. So the you see the Atia immediately begins to start lashing out with, with two of its tentacles, slamming into two of these jackals and catches another in its mouth. And it's just chewing down on it. Shaft, you're next. I want to try to take a dash action and move past all this stuff around the jackals and as far as I can down the hallway uh, trying to get to the other room. Can I think I can get to there, which is right outside the uh, entryway of uh, the, the big room where uh, Hannah is. Okay. 
yes, you can absolutely kind of slink it and push your way. It's less of a sneaky, more of a, a sprint now, right? So, you know, you, you're, you, you get into the jackals, you kind of nudge past some of them and, and like smash into them with your knees as you're, you're sprinting past. But yes, you absolutely get through everybody because you're, you're a halfling, so you can just slide under everybody's legs. Okay, before I run, I'm going to say to Falzran, I'm going to get brawn. And, and then let go of, of his uh, robe and then run. The jackals now are just pouncing on this Athiog, each of them kind of grabbing onto one of its three legs and trying to just pull it down. The jackal wears, of course, of which only Shaft can see now, pounce on the two Niyogi caught between them and, and the pack of jackals. Just slashing out with their claws. They have no weapons other than their the, what they've been gifted with naturally. And just tearing into the Niyogi. The Niyogi respond in kind with Eldritch Blasts. Uh, one of them, Shaft, you see one of them does attempt to mind control one of these Jackalwares. Jackalware, though, is able to resist. As you see, it kind of sh- gives its dog-like head a, a shake as it continues the attack. Mia. With a six. All right. <laughs> I'm within 30 feet of two of the jackals. If you attack, you lose your invisibility. Oh, frick. Right. They don't know we're there. Correct. You're so smart. What do I do? You can watch. <laughs> Ready in action. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just go up alongside Shakara. So I'm next to her, which puts me like 10 feet from the closest jackals, and I'll ready my hammer for if a jackal comes within melee range. Falzer. I'm just doing some research here. You're the DM, so it'd be your call, but I was just curious what the internet had to say about. So dimension dooring into an anti-magic field. I'm not casting it within it, but it's a bit of a... So in the stipulation of the spell where it says if you fail to reach a point that's unoccupied, you take damage, you'll take damage doing that. Okay. Magic occupies it. Wait, anti-magic occupies it. Anti-magic <laughs> occupies it. So, so Bill, so an anti-magic field, so any magical effect within an anti-magic field is suppressed, which means your magic items you will not be able to use, you can't cast spells... So if the example, if you had cast, um, like say Shaft cast like Flaming Arrow or whatever that spell is, that makes his arrows fiery. If he fires them inside the anti-magic field, their normal arrows, but as soon as they exit that field, they become the flame again. Ooh. So it doesn't dispel, right. it suppresses. Be like right. the hammer too, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. The other thing too that I'm just remembering is that it was described to me via Shakara. I didn't actually see it, so that adds an, another layer of an issue with Dimension Door because Dimension Door works best if it's a, somewhere you've seen, can visualize. I guess I will just uh, hang tight and watch what happens. Um, preparing a spell burns the spell if the criteria isn't met, right? You will expend the slot, yes, and we'll have to maintain concentration on it. Uh, like you have to, yeah, you have to concentrate on it. And if the circumstance of which you 
uh, ready for does not happen, you still burn the slot. And also, technically, you that is you casting a spell, so it will break your invisibility. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm just gonna. Um... Uh, make sure I'm happy with where I'm positioned, um, which I think is good. I'm just beside Shakara. I'm going to stay beside Shakara. All right. Speaking of, last but not least. I am going to quietly pull my sword and wait. And if something attacks me, I will attack it back. To the top of the Yashiug now successfully grabs onto one of these jackals, just literally devouring this small creature lashing out at two more uh, missing one as it kind of leaps out of the way shaft so um, do I have a good view of this uh, decahedron thing on the wall is it is it within reaching can I reach it if I were to go over to it or is it up too high it's based right at the ceiling at the in the at the top of the wall which is 10 feet Okay. It looks like it is like anchored or hanging there by uh, a little ring like you would like have like would be on the top of a lantern kind of thing. Okay. So I think the first thing I'm going to do is move my 25 feet. Takes me over to in front of the uh, the first uh, cell. I'm going to pull out my bow and I'm going to try to put an arrow into one of those um camera lens like holes in the uh, in the decahedron that's a 28 to hit Thir 13 points of oh sorry actually seven points of piercing damage there's no colossus damage there yeah and uh your bow is a plus one so it is no longer a plus one it's a regular bow so six points of damage does it what does it look like when it does it go into the hole and does it do anything no it, it looks like uh like it like it looks like it's constructed of iron right so your arrow i mean your, your strike looks true right but it, it just something shifts it just hits into it and it's clearly doing like a, you know you leave a mark on it you you mar it but as far as like deactivating the device it looks like it's it's pretty hefty and pretty sturdy but you are doing damage to it Okay. Uh, that's my turn. Jackals counterattacking on the Otiug, just scraping and tearing into it. Multiple bites. The Otiug silently taking the damage. Jackalwares and Niogi squaring off, slashing an Eldritch Blast. One of the Niogi, again, the second one attempts to mind control one of the Jackalware. Succeeding this time that Jackalware immediately turns on its comrades and starts to attack them. Mia, Falsey, and Shikara, are we going to kind of keep in this holding pattern here? Does the Atiog look like it's going to win its fight? Or does it look like the Jackals are going to take it? At this point, it's uh, still difficult to tell. Both sides are inflicting some serious damage to each other. I mean, clearly, it's out, now it's outnumbered 5-1, to one, so I don't know what Shikara would uh, assess um, with those odds, but a little early to tell, I think. I don't like the idea of going through all of that, so I want to hold and just stay ready in case one retreats and runs into me or something. Ready my hammer. 
yeah, I, I think Falzerin is, is sort of happy to let them soften all of themselves up as long as this will go on for, unless it seems like Shaft needs help or something, you know what I mean? If, if I get any indication that Shaft is discovered, then I'm going to act. Okay. I'm going to hold as well, but just want to double check that my circlet of blasting is using a magic item and therefore would not undo the invisibility. Um, that is correct. Yeah, you're activating a magical item. Or, my apologies. If it was not an attack, it would be fine. Like, if it had any other effect, right? Because that's still you making an attack. Okay. So, sorry, yes, that would break break your invisibility. Okay, I'm, st- I'm going to hold my action. If something attacks me, I'll attack it back. Otiug slamming into one more, taking out one more jackal here. Jackals. One jackal leaps and latches onto one of the three appendages of this Otiug and just, you know, clamps down and just does not let go. Shaft. Okay, I'm gonna run forward up towards this table with all the torture equipment on it. And briefly look and see if there's a set of keys or a key ring or anything uh, that that looks like it would open the cell. And if not, find anything that might uh, be used to be able to pry a lock. Okay. Yeah, you definitely don't find a set of keys. Uh, but you do find something that looks like similar to an ice pick. I'll pick that up. Um, is that my turn? Uh, well, you get to free interact with an object to pick it up, so you can use your action to use the object. So I'm going to just go ahead and finish my movement then, and I'll get to see what was that. Right uh, close to the end of the third cell, I'm running back towards where Braun is with the ice pick. (laughs) All right, perfect. I guess now kind of neither... Shaft, nor Mia, Shikara, and Falzern can see what is happening between the Jackawares and the Niogi anymore. Mm-hmm. Can we hear it? You certainly hear, yeah, you hear the sound of magic blasts. We hear the sounds of mind control. <laughs> and uh, it seems like the, the, the tide is turning in favor of the Antioch right now as another Jackal is dispatched. Yes. Shaft, you're at Bronze Cell. He's obviously heard you firing an arrow and rooting around, and he is at the bars waiting for you. Okay, I'm going to run up to the lock. Let me see if I can bust this thing open. So it's sort of an improvised lock pick, essentially. I'm going to try to jab it in there and, and see if I can break it loose. What would you like me to roll? Yeah, you can roll me uh, something similar to what you did at the Tickly Servant here to get into where you found Drag. You kind of smashed the lock. You can give me a sleight of hand here. Okay. 18. Okay. Again, like I said, these these cells have, have not been maintained at all. Uh, you can you kind of jam this instrument in and wiggle around it and put some force behind it, and, and it snaps off in it, in the keyhole, and the lock kind of disengages and, and you know something in it you hear a crack and the door swings open obviously rendering the lock uh, useless but Braun is free come on let's go try to try to make my way back a few feet 
with uh, and and sort of helping Braun along if he looks like he's wounded pretty bad. I'll I'll go to his pace, whatever that is. Uh, he he does need to to put a bit of weight on you, but it seems like he can mostly hold himself. Uh, kind of has you know. to if Shaft comes up to his waist, you know. <laughs> Just put his hand on my head as a crutch. Yeah. I'm a cane. Yeah, yeah you're his cane. Like, oh no, not another cane. <laughs> oh, no. Another cane. Falls <laughs> are in. Uh, I, I, and Falls again. What's what's happening? You um, you're witnessing the Atiyah start to to win. I mean, I chill. I think I'm like, yeah, get him, get him for us. Shakara, what do we do? Falls are you going to do anything? Uh, how many? So there were originally there were six of these, just like common jackal. How many are left? Uh, four now. Two of which are barely able to support themselves. Like they're limping as they're moving around. This Otio's appendage is swinging around. I don't know what makes. <laughs> I think it makes sense to still hold, right? Because potentially the jackals are going to be our enemy as well. So. Shikaro, what do you want to do? The Ateog is too strong. I'm going to take several steps uh, to the north, closer to the Ateog, and I am going to fire off my circlet of blasting at it. All three blasts. Yeah, you see Shikara appear as fireballs rain out of her hand. <laughs> So 25 for the first hit. Okay, yep. For 7 damage. 25 for the second hit. For 6 damage. And that is only a 12 for the third hit. Uh, 12 is a miss. And then I will pull out my sword, or I'll have my sword out, and I will say, Fuego! And it will erupt in dark flames, and the area around me will darken a little, will dim. Okay, you can fuego as a free action. It's a bonus action. Bonus. Okay, great. Um, to the top with the Ozziug. Uh Definitely doesn't like the fire, but it's still engaged with the jackals. So it's going to... You see, it's it may be outnumbered, but it's nearly keeping pace with the jackals as far as the amount of attacks it's able to put out with its extra appendages here. Swinging twice and then with a bite, uh, devouring another jackal. A no fight between Jackalwares and the Neogi and uh, Shaft. Brawn in tow. I'm going to move my 25 feet, get to the edge of the uh, where the cells are. I'll say, hey, wait a second. And I'll pull my bow out again and try to pump another arrow into this uh, magical field device. It's a 22 to hit, 10 points of piercing damage. Yeah, you, you put another uh, scrape in and nick in the kind of iron casing of this device. Um, like I say, you're doing damage to it, but hasn't rocked loose from, from its position in the ceiling. There is definitely some sway as it's hanging up there, but it looks like it's still secured and functioning. Does it look like I could possibly try to put an arrow into the chain that holds it and knock it to the floor? Next, next time. You might have uh, better luck doing that. All right, that's my turn. Mia. Still invisible. It was only Shakara that is, is visible, right? Because she's made the attack. 
Shikara, why'd you do that? It is too strong. We must take it out. Alright. <laughs> I'm convinced. Good speech. Um, <laughs> 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 it's like a really long pause. It'll edit to be shorter, but... <laughs> um, I'll, uh, That's what he said. <laughs> It'll edit. Okay, um, I'll, I'll throw my hammer at the Adiug. She's right. If the Neogi are winning the battle on the other side of the wall, which I can't see... And they control this thing, we're screwed, so. Check my hammer. That's a 21 to hit. And then what bonus do I be by get by being by you, Shakar? Uh to melee damage. Plus four to melee damage. So it's twenty-six. Okay. Yeah, no resistances, so your lightnings and thunders all get through from your divine strike and all that stuff. Um very good hit. <laughs> very good. Would you like to move anywhere? Again, now you've become visible as well. Um, I'll just go in line like five feet up so that I'm right next to Shakara. We're just kind of like got Falzer in behind us, kind of make a little wall. Falzy, you're up. I'm going to move five feet up as well. So I'll be a little bit closer to Shakara and, and behind Mia. And it looks like from my perspective, I can see the Atiug that's in kind of the mouth of this tunnel. And then leading down in the tunnel, there, there are the Neogi there, which I can't see. That's correct, yeah. I think I'm going to... Uh, I'd like to cast a Gravity Sinkhole sort of on the side of the Atiug that is leading into the tunnel, which would be towards where the Neogi are. I'm hoping that that would be within 20 feet of the Neogi as well to catch them in this uh, sinkhole as well. Does that check out you won't know right but uh, i could cast i could cast um on that side of the otiog from my vantage point basically is what i was asking oh yeah you, you see the point in which you can position it for sure all right so i cast uh, gravity sinkhole uh adjacent to the otiog sort of in the mouth of this tunnel and then there's there's a 20 20 foot radius sphere from that point and every creature within that sphere needs to make a um, constitution saving throw. The Achia gets a 5. What's your DC? Uh, 16. Okay, only one of the jackals passes. What's your damage? Uh, 31 for those that fail. And those that fail are also pulled towards the center of the um the gravity sinkhole okay you see <laughs> see two of the jackals disappear from sight from your vantage point further into the hall and you do not see the effects on the neogi or the jackalwares in the hall would you like to move get in a good fireball line you know i think i'm happy with where i am i'm i'm behind shikara and me and i have a decent vantage point Shakara, you're up. So the Adiog's not looking good? The Adiog is severely wounded. I will walk on up to it. Dare I might say I saunter. And I will swing out at it. Ha! I shouldn't have sauntered. <laughs> That's what happens when you saunter. <laughs> That's a 13 to hit. That is a mess. No. And I'll try and hit it again. Oh, that's much better. That's a 28 to hit. 
I'm just going to uh, hit it with my sword in the unholy flame for oh shoot nine nine points of damage on four d6. Oh wow! Okay, that's not good. <laughs> that's no. not enough. <laughs> I was going to smite it, and I was like, well, he's looking really bad. It's, I have 46. I, I should be able to do enough damage. You'll be, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good try. Um, <laughs> good turn. But the the Achyug now <laughs> barely clinging to life turns to Shakara. It lashes with a tentacle out at you. Oh, first one's going to hit. Second tentacle... Sorry, the first one misses. Second tentacle is uh, adjusted 20. I will hellish rebuke after it, after you tell me what his damage is. Uh, you take 9 bludgeoning and 9 piercing. And I will point my finger at it and say, Burn! And it must make a dex save. Does not matter what the deck save is because it had one hit point left so even <laughs> yes <pass. laughs> one because oh. one swipe at you and then you just incinerate the garbage compactor <laughs> it's because when he hits your body he's just like oh wow that's that's one tough lady just this <laughs> it knows better than a trap yeah. in a fight okay um shaft I hear all this ruckus pretty clearly, I assume, right? Yeah, you've heard Shakara say fuego and <laughs> the whole kit and caboodle out there. I look over at um, Braun and I go, stay here. And I pull my weapons out, my swords, and I'm going to run 25 feet over to the uh, entryway into that room, which is outside of the fog, if I remember the uh, magical resistance. And I'm, as I get there, I, I sort of look around the corner uh, to see if I see these jackalwares and the yogi still in the hall. So you see that there is one remaining yogi alive, one jackalware and, well, sorry, two jackalwares, both of which seem to be facing off against each other. I'm going to use my action to... Um, Click on the circle of the wise, and I'm uh, at the end of my turn. Okay, jackals. I should be invisible, correct? You are, yes, Shaft, you are still invisible, yeah. Assuming Falzerin is continuing to maintain concentration on invisibility, even though you're all, uh, they're all visible. Well, I, I guess me casting the spell would have Broke that. ended yeah. it, right? Broke that, yeah. Yeah, I'd be visible again. It says the spell ends for a target that attacks or casts a spell. Concentration up to an hour. Okay, I okay, I I think then Shaft is still invisible, assuming that Falzern will maintain concentration on it. Until I decide to cast another concentration spell, I suppose. At least that's how I interpret it anyways. Um, okay, sorry, the jackals. So the two jackals that were pulled by the sinkhole, Shakara, you can see them. They kind of, they like look at you, see what you've done, and they seem to be intelligent enough to to focus on the, the Nyogi, which was the initial threat. And they basically saddle up next to it and, and uh, take a couple bites out of it. 
it's kind of sandwiched between two opposing forces, but it still looks like, even to you, Shakar, that it, it, it... There's two jaguars fighting, so clearly it's it's done something to one of them. Uh, Mia. Uh, there's a jackal right in front of me. I'm going to chuck my hammer at that last remaining jackal. I can see. Uh, 25 damage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's uh, enough to put that one down after its battle with the Atiug. Um, and then I'll move, in, like, sort of stepping around its dead little body there so that I can try to see down this hall what's going on. Okay, yeah, and you get you get the view over over top of the slumped Atiug, which it's taken up a lot of space, but you, you have a clear view down here. It stinks, though. It's, you can still get getting close to it, that, that rotting flesh and uh, disgusting putrid smell. Falzerin? Um, Falzerin looks like he's standing pretty close to one of these uh, piles of bones. Um, he's going to look for maybe a kneecap or a, a knuckle joint of some sort. That he can <laughs> that he can grab off the floor. Yes, you, you find a perfectly shaped patella that you can grab. <laughs> Perfect. I'll give you mine. It's not behaving. Yeah, I'll just take it off. So he's gonna dust that off, and I'm gonna go up toward um, the entrance to this tunnel where me and Shakara have have sort of walked towards. Now that there's no enemies there that I can see. So I'm going to move into the mouth of this tunnel uh, adjacent to Mia so that I can see what's going on down there. And it looks like I see the two jackals fighting this Niyogi and then the two jackal wear. Um, I'm going to try and target the Niyogi with catapult. I'm going to send this kneecap flying. <laughs> what what about your bag it. of rocks you carry around? <laughs> <laughs> gotta put a cap in his ass you can definitely put a new cap in his ass um, but I do believe though how this spell reads it's the jackal will have to like whatever's in front of it right so if the jackal gets out of it yeah. it'll continue into the neogi that's right yeah so it, I don't know how tall the jackal is in comparison to the neogi but if the jackal f kind of fully obscures the neogi then this probably won't work well the, the jackal makes a dexterity saving throw right yes well, like it's an 18 <laughs> to avoid That's the, a pass. The, the cap in the ass. So uh, it carries on to the Nyogi, which must try to succeed here. That is only a 7. That's brutal. Uh, 8 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on 3d8. You do the math. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, good try, good try. You've already moved, so Shakara. I want to step into the hallway. I am now 15 feet from the Nyogi. I want to cast Lightning Lure on it. So a lash of lightning energy strikes at the Nyogi and will pull it 10 feet straight towards me. It has to make a strength saving throw. Uh, four. Okay, so it's it's now five feet within five feet of me because it's pulled ten feet, and it will take three d eight lightning damage. Mia likes that spell. Fourteen points of damage. That's interesting. Shocking. I like it. One would say. <laughs> the last remaining yogi also looks uh, very injured. To the top, with shaft. 
So those two jackals are still alive there in between the Neogi and the jackalware? That's right. Okay. So I'm going to uh, move 10, 15, 20. I'm going to place myself in between the jackals and the jackalware where the Neogi previously was. And I'm going to use uh, my trait called Whirlwind Attack. And it says you can use your action to make a melee attack against any number of creatures within five feet of you with separate attack rolls each. That would be both jackals and one of the jackal wares. Uh, so I'm assuming since I'm spinning around, I'm going to make the attack with my bronze-scaled scimitar in one hand uh, as I picture myself spinning with this attack to hit each of these. First attack on the uh, jackal wear, 24 to hit. <laughs> And the lowest damage possible, 12. And these, I, it says I do a separate attack for each, so let me yep. do the second one. 20 to hit. Has the jackals taken damage, I assume? Yes. 21 points of damage. And third jackal. That is a 28 to hit, 14 points of damage. So that is... An action. Um, are any of these? Any of these? Do they look like they're on their last leg? The flash and whirl of bronze. The two jackals are dispatched. Jackalware, kind of staggering forward, as you are slashing into the mind-controlled one. Still up, though. I'm going to use my bonus action instead of taking another attack to use what's called nature's veil. So I draw upon the power of nature to hide yourself from view briefly as a bonus action. You can magically become invisible along with any equipment you are wearing or carrying until the start of your next turn. I can do that four times. I'm going to go invisible. All right. I like it. That's it. Okay. Wow. Hell of a turn. Hell of a turn. Jackals are toast. Jackal wears. Looks like the mind control is... Mind Control Jackalware is getting the upper hand here. It just savagely tears into what used to be its companion. Grievously wounding it. The Niyogi, though, uh, is going to use its spider climb to try to just get away from everything. As it moves, runs up the wall. You will get... Um, well, no, it's smart enough to disengage. So it's going to disengage and try to use its spider climb. Darn it. Now on the ceiling and begins to flee. Mia. Ho, 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 ho. You're not leaving my house, Neogi. Oh, this spell specifically says you strike the ground. Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> I was going to do destructive wave. Okay, I'm gonna, at fifth level, I'm gonna cast Shatter at this Neogi. Um, choosing a point, it's 10 foot radius, so I'll just choose a point on that ceiling where he's at. Center it right on him. And you know what? Can I channel it? I haven't seen the result. I did click the button, but. Sure. Uh, it makes a constitution saving throw, right? Yes. Yep. It gets a 15. It's a 17 to save, so he fails. So what's its max damage? 48 thunder damage. Your your shatter booms out and like in this confined space, 
it's even louder than it normally would be and just echoes down every inch of this this tunnel system the niyogi is pulverized by it the bones that litter the floor become dust from the impact of this fully charged shatter spell and the niyogi just to the ground as it hits the ground in, a, in just a mass of pulpy flesh. That's what I was <laughs> going for. That's what are I was you, going yeah, for. Well, you did it. <laughs> like, it's the first Neogi I've seen in how long? Like, I'm going to take my my anger out. Um, I will stay where I'm at. Balzer. What sort of reaction do I get from these jackal where uh, I presume one of them now is no longer mind controlled? You, yeah, that is correct. As Mia obliterates the last Niyogi, the, the mind control jackal where it's like movements immediately stop, like he freezes. And then suddenly as if, as if waking, like waking up to, to like being startled awake, it, it, it looks around its surroundings and is taking in like what's, what's happening right now. I think I'm going to attack them. I don't think they're going to be friendly regardless of what goes on here how do uh so the one that wasn't mind controlled is more beat up how does it look compared to the the other it is uh more than bloodied for sure it's it's clawed and torn to pieces both of them are but yes this one looks on its last legs both of them okay um i think i'm going to target the the more beaten one with a magic missile so you want all three going into the wounded one, or...? Yes. So roll the two, plus one, so three damage, uh, times three. Okay, nine damage. I mean, that's just enough to take down the most wounded Jockaware. I think it's woundedest. It's woundedest. Woundedest. It's woundabar. Shakara. I will walk up to the other jackalware and strike at it with my sword. If I get up in here with all these dead bodies. Yeah, you could get over there. It's a bit of difficult terrain, but you definitely have the movement. Cause this hallway is getting uh, getting crowded with corpses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good band name. <laughs> <laughs> that is a twenty to hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna do it. Eleven points of damage. Okay, still standing. And I'll bring my sword around again. Oh, for a natural 20. 30 points of damage. <laughs> okay. Your first swing, as you know, it's enough to kind of knock it out of that confusion that it had coming out of the mind control. And it begins to, like, snarl and growl at you as you bring your sword around for a second time, just cutting this jackalware in two. And uh, as both of these jackalwares died, they did they did revert to a, nor a regular jackal form, like they did in the theater. And the threats have been vanquished. Where is Shaft? Shaft. Shaft. I pop right in next to you. Where is Bron? Bron. He's around a corner. Come on. And that's our show. For more Aspara information, visit encourageableparty.com, where you can find all of our social media links, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as our Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive content like blooper reels and patron-only mini-campaigns. Our theme music was created by Josh Jarvis. 
For any of your musical needs, you can contact him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Well, the rest of our sounds and music throughout our plays provided by tabletopaudio.com. And of course, our show sponsor, Critical Hit Design. For your design needs, visit criticalhitdesign.com. Happy adventuring.